You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly it's all about towel power. Are you ready? Hello everyone, welcome to a bonus episode of Power of the Purell. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Before you get started, subscribe to the network, the Next Misconduct Network. Lots of good shows coming out. We're still we're still working for you guys during this global pandemic. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Power of the Towel, the actual name of the show. And myself, Nick Bondi. The host. Now I want to do a bonus episode. On an album that. At the time. Wasn't really highly regarded. But I think now. People are starting to see. How influential this album was. I'm talking about Kanye West. 2008 album. 808s and Heartbreak. A lot of 8's in that name. I think it's. One of the prime examples in recent music history of an album that didn't get that much love at the time, but is now, in hindsight, seen as super influential. Let me just give you a bit of a background on this album. This is coming off his album Graduation, which is a very good album. Kind of combined what made his first two albums unique. Plus added, you know, electronic elements. There's a lot of, like, electro synth stuff in there in Graduation that makes it unique. But after that, he had, he had a, Kanye had a bit of personal trouble. His mom died. He broke up his fiance, And that really set the stage for the creation of this album. It, it's just completely different than everything he did up until that point. Super minimalist. Super moody. And of course, the title, 808s and Heartbreak, comes from the 808 machine you use primarily to produce this album. Gives it a very 80s sound. A lot of great songs on this album. Heartless is probably was like the big it's like the big single off this album. Still one of Kanye's best songs in my opinion. There's a lot of great songs on this album as well. You know, super moody songs like Street Lights and Bad News. And again, it really was ahead of its time. It's the ultimate example, in my opinion, of an album that was dismissed at the time. But now people look back and like, damn, it was really it really was, you know, I'm gonna say it again, ahead of its time. And this is an album unlike the last album review I did for my podcast. I was actually around for it, man. This is 2008. I was 
around 14, 15 years old. And I can remember the reaction of all, all my friends and I was listening to it. It's like, what the hell is this? It's like, it's completely different. It's all this auto tune, all these weird, like electronic, like beeps and boops. And like, what the hell's going on? Like, but Hey, I think all these moody rappers out there, all all over like a huge debt of that, uh, gratitude to this album because it really set the stage for hey you can have like a super like auto tune kind of emotional album and people aren't really gonna clown you for it like it's it's that that this album made that acceptable. You want to talk about how influential it was? It influenced pretty much Drake's like early career. All of his early career is based off his album. Go listen to his very that mixtape that he released just a few months after his album. The one that had so far gone. That's what it's called. Best I Ever Had, all those songs. It sounds a lot like this album. In fact, he usually, in fact, sorry, he actually raps over the beat for Say You Will. I mean, that that whole his whole early career is based off this kind of 808 and heartbreak sound that Kanye West put out there. Even took a beat that was supposed to be used for this album and used it on Thank Me Later, a song called Find Your Love. Go listen to it. Sounds like it could be right on this album. Except, of course, Drake is singing over it. I've read, uh, you know, modern art artists like Juice World, Lil Uzi Vert, if you're into them. Both have said how influential this album was to their to their sound. Kid Cudi, Frank Ocean. You can hear this album a lot in those artists, especially like a guy like Kid Cudi. Like he wrote a few, helped write a few songs on this album. In terms of his overall, where this ranks on his all-time albums for Kanye, I put it second. I still think My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is undisputed number one. If you say otherwise, you're just trying to troll. You're just trying to like get a reaction out of someone. I would say this is this is the second best album he's ever done. Just because of how, a big part of it, I think, how influential it was to like where the genre went after this. And why am I talking about this album? Why did I decide to do this? Episode on this album. Hey, I was listening to it the last last night. It came up just on like all my songs I like on Spotify. And decided to listen to the album again. And I'm like, it's awesome. It's an awesome album. Again, I didn't like it at the time. When I was 14, 15, I didn't really get it. But now as I've gone older and we're a few we're over we're over twelve years removed since this album's been released. I think people get an idea of how influential, how important this album was. And if there's one thing you can get from this podcast, go listen back to it again and and share with me your thoughts. Because I guarantee you, you'll go back, listen to it again with a clear mind, with an objective mind, and you'll think, hey, this is a pretty good album. This is a solid album. There's a lot of, in fact, I may do a series on that for this podcast, albums that weren't really appreciated at the time of their release, but have now come to 
come to be known as very influential albums. And this is one of the greatest examples of that in hip-hop. I was reading up on this, and I read an article. I can't, sorry, I can't remember where it's from, where it pretty much said this is the chronic. This is, this is like their generation's version of the chronic in terms of like where it went and how it set a template for a certain sound that would go on for a few years afterwards. This that, that's a very good that's a very good comparison for this album. Again, 808s and Heartbreak, great album. Share with me your thoughts on this album after you've given it another listen and what other albums I should try and review. Cuz I think that's a good idea for this series. Just to review albums that maybe didn't get the love at that time but have now gotten a great reception, a great understanding for people who love music. Once again, I'm Nick Bondi, the host of Power of the Purell. Subscribe to the network. We're still pumping out that content for you guys. Meanwhile, in Canada, all of these other great shows still getting delivered right to your phone or computer, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Power of the Towel, myself at Nick Bondi. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode.